Greetings, folks. Greetings, folks. Welcome to the Philosopher's Stone. You have your host here, Hedgewitch of Hedgewitch Pipes. Um, We have a show here tonight on cannabis and its use in spirituality. Um, I want to thank CCHI Radio. There are station right here. We have shows every night, uh, or I should say five nights a week. We have, of course, you have here the Philosopher's Stone, 10 p.m. to 12 p.m. Tuesday nights we have from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. the Smoker's Rule Radio. Wednesday nights, 10 p.m. to 11 p.m., Let My People Grow with Dusty Bowls. And then on Thursday nights from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., we have Higher Power with Milan in Asia. And then Sundays from 9 a.m. until 11 a.m., we have Voices of Cannabis War. Um, folks, if you have a chance, please check in with these um, and listen in. There's a lot of information, a lot of good people, and a lot of fun. So folks, um, once again, welcome. We have um interesting lineup for tonight. Um, I have a guest um, on tonight that many people in the cannabis community know, and I had the pleasure to meet with um, oh, at the Cannabis or at the Emerald Cup. Uh, we have Jeff Brzezinski online, um, and he's one of our newly released prisoners of war. So later on the show, or this first hour, um, we're going to get to him and let him tell you about his story. It's fascinating. Um, right now, I think um, I think it's about time we cut this off real quickly. And um, let's get to our credo, folks. If I can find it. Da credo, sic gorgianus allos subjectatus nunc. We gladly feast on those who would subdue us. Not just pretty words. All right, folks, this is the season. Um, And it's also uh, welcome to the beginning of the winter solstice, folks. These next three days is the winter solstice. Um, This is the beginning of it. This is the first day where the sun, um, as they used to say, remains motionless, dies only to be reborn again. These are the days that are the shortest of the year. And it's a uh, fantastic time for year. This is the day, the time we celebrate the harvest, time we thank, be thankful for the uh, beautiful things that we've done and, and that have, people have done for us throughout the year. Um, it's a time for giving. Um, I'm usually fairly down on Christmas. So I've been trying to keep it up and I went searching for some Christmas songs and different fun songs for the show tonight. And um, this is one I found and I'm just going to play it for you folks. You're going to enjoy this, I hope. Let's see if we can wake up everybody this this, uh, evening here. Welcome to the Philosopher's Stone. I've never hung out with a stoner before. Stoner? Well, stoner is just a word. You know, a term for 
people who are unmotivated. Like me. Well, when I say unmotivated, what I mean is, is... What you mean is, not like you. You think pops for paranoid slackers and look down on the fan bases of fish, the dead, and mo. But Blaze and you'll agree, when your mind's on THC, how cannabis improves the world you know. Channel marathons until you watch them with some Mary Jane. Cause every insect rock and tree on reefer, dude, it's like they're all living in your brain. You think the only movies that have humor are comedies with positive reviews, but on weed, even films starring pro wrestling. We'll have jokes you never knew you'll merely spew Have you sent the Wizard of Oz to the dark side of the moon And watched in pure amazement as they sink Can you feel all of your senses being heightened As you trace the wrinkle rivers on your skin Can you paint with all the colors of the wind Combine cheese, Ben and Jerry's, and some waffles. Feel taste buds in an orgy of desserts. Describe it as orgasmic every mouthful. And when done, wonder why this was your first. Let's brainstorm ways the war on drugs of failure. Inventing brand new products made from hell. As we all puff and pass it to each other In a circle, staring at this lava land How could we improve the beanbag chair? If you turn this down, then you'll never care And you'll never hear the notes fly when you're on iTunes Or view the world like back when we were kids we need to watch our favorite cartoons from the 90s After we pay the $30 for these myths You just roll and then inhale Watch the universe unveil When your big man Pocahontas Makes you I've not yet begun to defile myself. All right, folks, we're back. Um, you got Hedgewitch here, um, host of the Philosopher's Stone. Um, having a good time today. Um, just searching around the net, and I was finding a lot of little fun things for everybody to listen to, like I was saying. So, tis the season, folks. It's going to be, uh, we're going to have some fun time tonight. 
I have, um, like I said, I have um, Jeff Mazinski online, and then I also have later on this, uh, this show, we're going to have Cannawich online also with their holiday twists as usual. Um, always enjoy having her online. Also, if you'd like, you can call in. The number here is 917-889-8298. That's 99, or 917-889-8298. Uh, we're, you're always welcome to come in, call in and um, voice your opinions on cannabis and spirituality and how you feel the way the laws have changed and are changing and what we need to do. Um, as activists and users, um, healers, we are, you know, in my opinion, obligated to use the best plants to heal the people that we can possible. Um, and I find that cannabis has such a wide variety of illnesses and treatments that can be used for that it is just, astounds me that we as healers and practitioners of the healing arts and of magic and of spirituality it just blows me away that we are not jumping up and doing something about it and one of the things that really bothers me folks and this is going to kind of lead into our next guest here tonight or our guest here tonight um it bothers me that we sit around and enjoy this plant freely, pretty much. Um, But yet we haven't done anything to free the plant. And worse than that, in my opinion, is we haven't done anything to free the people that are sitting in jail because of this plant. Now, CCHI is one of the groups I belong to and, and who also sponsors a station here, CCHI radio. Um, we have volunteers out right now sponsoring our initiative and working on our initiative. And one of the things that we do with CCHI and one of the things that's so important about getting this passed is the fact that we're going to be, um, working on getting our prisoners out of jail and not just getting them out of jail, but getting the records cleaned, which is huge importance in this. It, I mean, freeing the prisoners is, is damn important as our next guest will tell, tell you, um, you know, it's, it's wrong to impart, incarcerate anybody for a plan. But another thing is once they are out, CCHI is going to is going to clear those records so they can become part of society again without having that held over their head. You know, it, the cannabis laws have, have destroyed so many people's lives. It's time to put a stop to it. And on that note, um, I'm going to before I bring on Jeff, I'm going to pop into one more song real quickly, folks. And because I just want to pretty much let him go and and let him tell you about his experiences with what's gone on in the cannabis war. Um, So I'm going to pop in with this and we're going to give you a little bit of Christmas spirit here. So enjoy this, folks. 
This is going to be the 12 Days of Christmas, stoner style. On the first day of Christmas, my dealer gave to me an ounce of window for free. On the second day of Christmas, my dealer gave to me two clean screens and an ounce of window for free. On the third day of Christmas, my dealer gave to me three glass bombs, two clean screens and an ounce of window for free. On the fourth day of Christmas, my dealer gave to me Four mushroom cats We're always supposed to be smoking weed Three glass bombs Two clean screens And an ounce of Indo for free On the fifth day of Christmas My dealer gave to me Five fast joints Four mushroom cats Three glass bombs Two clean screens And an ounce of Indo for free On the sixth day of Christmas My dealer gave to me Six donors smoking Five badass joints, four mushroom cats, three glass bombs, two clean screens, and an ounce of window for free. On the seventh day of Christmas, my dealer gave to me seven talkers choking, six donors smoking, five badass joints, four mushroom cats, three glass bombs, two clean screens, and an ounce of window for free. On the eighth day of Christmas, my dealer gave to me eight people choking, seven chokers choking, six donors smoking, five badass joints, four mushroom caps, three glass bombs, two green screens, and an ounce of indoor for free. On the ninth day of Christmas, my dealer gave to me nine parts of puffing, eight people choking, seven chokers choking. Six donors smoking, five badass joints, four mushroom caps, three glass bombs, two clean screens, and an ounce of Indo for free. On the tenth day of Christmas, my dealer gave to me ten lighters lighting, nine pipes of puffing, eight people choking, seven chokers choking, six donors smoking, five badass joints, four mushroom caps, three glass bombs, two on the eleventh day of Christmas, my dealer gave to me eleven sacks of packing, ten lighters lighting, nine pipes of puffing, eight people choking, seven chokers choking, six donors smoking, five badass joys, four mushroom caps, three glass bombs, two clean screens, and an ounce of Indo for free. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my dealer gave to me Twelve plants are growing, eleven sacks are packing, ten lighters lighting, nine pipes are puffing, eight people choking, seven chokers choking, six donors smoking, five badass joints, four mushroom caps, three glass bombs, two clean screens, and an ounce of Indo for When Shiva next returned home, exhausted by his exploits, Pavarti gave Shiva some of this medicine she had found. 
And in the darkness of the night, Shiva consumed the pungent flower. Its powers triggered a reawakening, a recognition of Pavarti's divine nature, an awareness of the imbalance. The stars of Pavarti's longing and the planets of Shiva's revelation were united and they became one. Harmony was restored. To celebrate, Shiva shared Pavarti's botanical discovery as a gift to humanity. And that gift was cannabis. All right, folks, we're back. Um, you have Hedgewitch here, and we are on the Philosopher's Stone. Thank you for tuning in. I know it's late, and I appreciate all my listeners staying with us. And speaking of late, um, I want to get Jeff on here. Jeff Meninsky, um, well, I'm going to bring him on, folks, and um, let him tell you about his story. It's... um quite fascinating and quite terrible all in the same thing. So, let's see. Master, Master, we have a visitor. Welcome, Jeff. You're on Philosopher's Stone. Thank you for coming on. Hello, how are you doing? Glad to be here. I'm doing great. Um, sorry for keeping you up so late. I know you're back east. Yeah, there's a little time difference here, but, uh, you know, it's worth it to be able to talk to all good people. Well, it was a pleasure, I'll tell you, meeting you at the Emerald Cup. I mean, we just by chance met at first in the smoking area. I don't know, many people that go to the Cups, um, they make a designated smoking area for us folks that choose to smoke cigarettes in our life. Which I find kind of ironically funny, but it's all good. Um, yeah, I got told several times to go to that area during the show. Yeah, you and me both. It's kind of funny. <laughs> uh, running around watching well, I mean, everybody else smoking other things. <laughs> yeah, everybody else is walking around, puffing on vape pins and bongs and, and doing dabs and right around everywhere. But you light up a cigarette and everybody jumps all over your case like you're committing a sin. We were laughing about that, uh, Kanowich and Chief and I. You know, people frown on you for smoking a cigarette, yet they have no problem wrapping their joint with a blunt, you know, and smoking it with a cigar wrapper. You know, still tobacco, folks. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, you know, unfortunately, we don't have no rights to smoke tobacco anymore, I guess. Oh, uh, well, rights is a big issue with me. I mean, and and for you also, I, I, want, I want my folks to, or my listeners to know about your story. So I'm going to let you explain it to them. Uh, that way I don't screw it up. Um, now, can you tell us what's what went on and how it happened and what, what's transpired since then? Ah, uh, well, yeah, I guess I could. I got a, I got arrested here in Missouri in 1993 for 
acting in concert to possess and distribute marijuana. Um, I happen to be there acting in concert. Doesn't mean you have to be doing anything. You just you're in the area, and they say that you're involved. I ended up go, I, I went took it to court, and ended up doing 22 years in prison. Uh, that's a I was actually, you know, I was actually sentenced to a life without. That means they expected me to die there. Uh, fortunately, my son got a petition together, got with Show uh, uh, Me Cannabis, a activist group here in Missouri, and um, reporters got a hold of the story and heard what was going on and realized how ridiculous it was and how uh, unfair the punishment was. And, of course, the people out there signed a petition. We had almost 400,000 signatures. And I was one of those. I sure appreciate it. Appreciate everybody that signed. And uh, there was people calling in, or people writing letters, and our uh, senators and representatives here actually got together and put a bill together to uh, get me out. Uh, they said they come visit me and said it was completely unfair the sentence that I have, especially with the way the laws are changing now, or, or I should say the sentiment changing. Um, we, we've won some victories. We've had a few laws changed, but we we haven't won the war yet. only thing we've done is we've won a few battles. We've and, won a few battles. That's true. And you're out free now. Well, semi-free. You're still on probation, right? On parole. Parole. Right. And, and my parole could last the rest of my life. It just depends. I have to petition the parole board to let me to let me off. Uh, I understand I can do that in about another year or so. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. you know, it, I still have to process. pay the parole. Yeah, I have to pay the parole and be on parole. I had to go through their programs that they had. had to pay to do that. Um, it's all about paying the state money to be out here. Well, which is, is messed up. But, I mean, at least you're out from behind bars and you get to spend this, this holiday with your family this time. Yeah, it's the first time in 22 years. It's, uh, oh, well, blessings upon them all. It's it's, it's really great. But, uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to remind people there that, uh, you know, I'm not the only one who was in prison. We got thousands and thousands of more people in prison just for, just for cannabis and we really need to get together and do something. Like I said, we won some battles, but we haven't won the war. Um, and we need to stick together, not not just all in one state, but across the United States. We need to get the laws changed federally, not just in each state, but we need to have it done federally to where nobody else can get arrested and have to go through what I went through or what all these other guys are going and women are going through because it just ain't right to be locked up for a plant not for something that heals for medicine for you know our kids our military guys on PTSD how about everybody that's that's fighting cancer using it it's just it's just a wonderful herb and medicine that's being used and should have been used all along for mankind and it just ain't happening and they're in mm-hmm. California from, from from what I understand there's more people Locked up right now for cannabis than any other state. Yes, that's now, it, it just right, and it just goes to show you. Well, we won some battles. 
Uh, I really enjoyed myself there at the Emerald Cup, but we've not run the war. I mean, uh, at any time, what we've been doing can be taken away from us at, at, at any moment. They still have the laws on the books to do. They're and trying to do it gonna, right they're now. They're going to do it. They're yeah. going to do it unless we just get together, stick together, and get these laws changed. I mean, our government has patents telling us that cannabis has medical reasons to be used. And they got patents for it. But yet, on the other hand, they turn around and say, no, it's still a Schedule One drug because it has no medical use. Well, if it has no yeah. medical use, why do they have patents saying it is? Well, why are they giving it to medical marijuana patients? They've been doing it since the 70s. I mean, how is that hypocritical? Yeah. You know, the, you know they, the, on one hand, they can say it's not a medicine, but on the other hand, they say it is, you know. So it, the whole the whole cannabis laws and prohibition is a big lie, as well as you know. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, it it don't make no sense, and all it's doing is hurting the people. That the government declared war on its own people years yeah. ago, and ain't it time that our government ends this war? And and if it's going to take the people to stand up and say no, we don't want this no more. It's going to have to change. That's what we got to do. We we can't sit at home and say somebody else is going to do it because guess what? That's what it's been for the last how many years? Somebody else is yeah. going to do it. And, it. and it never got done. We're all going to have to get up, push ourselves away from the table or off the chairs, and get out there and do something and say, look, we want change. It means registering a vote and voting. That's what we have to do. It's it, it's a shame it, that only, what, 20% of our population votes? If that. I think in my hometown we had a 16% last voting session. So and you're telling me 16 people out of 100 is telling everybody what to do? Pretty much. Yeah, you'll get, you know, 30 to 50% of those people going to a Walmart Black Friday or a football game with no problem at all. You know, yeah. it just blows me away that, that people can't stand up. And one of the biggest and most powerful tools they have against us is to divide and conquer, which You're is right. what they've been doing across the nation. That's the only thing keeping them in power is dividing us up and keeping us against each other. And that's where the things, what's happening right now here in California, as you witnessed. You're, you're absolutely right. They do the same thing while you're in prison. Uh, as soon as they see everybody getting along too well, the, uh, different guards go in different areas and start different rumors. Next thing you know, you're you're at war with one another. And as long as it's like that, they can control you. And that's what they want is control. Yep. And uh, our people are smarter than that. I wish they'd just get together united. You remember back, you know, I'm old enough, but back in the 60s when they were fighting the Vietnam War, there wasn't none of this divide. Everybody got together, you know, it was make love, not war. Well, yeah. that that's what we need to do. But, you know, it was a little different then. Everybody was singing and, and united and together, and uh, they had one thing on their mind, which was to end the war. Well, 
from what I understand, we have one thing on our mind, and that is to end the war on us. Exactly. We just got we just got to get together and do it, and forget all this bull crap and, and let it all go to the side of all those little arguments and, and odds and ends in each end. We have one thing in common: we want the war to end. We want the war on drugs to end, so that the war on us can be ended. I mean, there's just too many people in prison. And like you said earlier, when you come out of prison, it's not no easy task. The -hmm. guys have to find a place to live. They have to pay for any kind of classes that they decide you need to go through. You have to pay to be out on parole. And guess what? You've got a record, so try to find a job. Yeah, but you have to pay for all these things. Exactly. It it keeps you in the loop. That's what they want you to do is be in that loop. And that's that's what this CCHI is going to try to do is, is take that away from them. Take that take the cannabis users out of that loop, so they can concentrate more on the treatment, not not incarceration, but treatment of other drug users. That's that's, that's exactly what needs to be done. And you know, uh, one of the things. Uh, I talked to thousands of guys that came in through the years, and most of them told me that they use cannabis to get off the hard drugs. Absolutely. In in my opinion, that kind of blows the whole idea of of, uh, marijuana being a gateway drug. Uh, And in my opinion, the gateway drug is, I don't know, you remember when you were young and you had a headache? What happened? Mom you got an aspirin, right? Yep. And if you had a cold, and if you had you a, cold, a cold, they gave, they, gave, they didn't give you a cold pill in my in our days and your in my days. I don't know about your family, you but it was uh, a a hot toddy. We got too. served lemon, um, honey, and a shot of whiskey or a quarter shot of whiskey, and, and that was tough to us. You know, and so we. It worked. But as a friend of mine was pointing out the other day, most of the uh, medicines before prohibition started had cannabis in it or a cannabis extract of some sort. Mostly it said cannabis indica. Exactly. So it's been used as a medicine, not the hemp plant, but the actual cannabis plant has been used as a medicine forever. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, they're, and they're, they're finding cannabis in the tombs over there in Egypt, in Egypt now. Um, they're cannabis finding is cannabis around in been... meteorites. I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah, uh, well, we, just, we were discussing that a few episodes back, where they, I, I, they had found cannabis in multiple meteorites throughout the years. I, I, that's a new one on me. I, I missed that. I don't get that show here, but I would like to hurt it. <laughs> but, well, I'll uh, send you a link on that. Or you I, I, I believe it. Yeah. That, that'd be great. Um, I, I, I believe it because I think cannabis is, is a wonder plant that, that the Lord gave us to use. It and, is. Uh, our creator. And uh, just here recently in, in in what you would call mankind's history, was it decided it would be illegal. Uh, and uh, people punished for it. And uh, unfortunately, I was one of them that was punished. But there's thousands and thousands more. 
and the guys that are out, the guys and women that are out are still being punished. Yeah. They're being punished still by being not punished. being able to get a good job, not being punished by being looked down on, and uh, I just don't yeah. understand it. But, hey, I'll tell you what, uh, I was there at the Emerald Cup, and I was proud of what the industry has come to. Um, it's fantastic to see everybody working together and sticking together. And uh, it, it just blew me away. I mean, think about it. 22 years ago, you had to go run around in an alley somewhere or sneak into somebody's house behind doors just to, to roll a joint and be able to smoke it. Yeah. And I, I, walking we around there, it, it, was just, it was like we a whole other world. Many times on this show, yeah. how how much we had to go through that these kids nowadays don't even have a clue about. No, they sure don't. I mean, they you were sure in the don't. Vietnam, you were in the Vietnam War era yourself, and I was just growing up in that era. But I started so, it in '78, and I was, so uh, I was. I was actually in the military between '71 and '75, right in the midst of all of it. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you. I mean, and thank you very much for your service, by the way. Well, thank and you. And that's one thing. One thing that we, that cannabis has shown so much in, um, promise in is the treatment of PTSD also, opposed to using the psychotropic uh, pharmaceuticals that they have been putting these gentlemen on that basically has been having them commit suicide. Yeah, we're losing our bets constantly every day. It's, it's a shame, and we have such a wonderful a wonderful medicine that can help them, not only help them with PTSD, but, you know, the whole, the families. Um, exactly. Look, look at the pressure that the families would come out from under. Uh, they're just, they're just being harmed. I mean, it's just, why does the government want to keep harming its own people? I don't know. Well, that's, I, I that's always don't. been the big question. Yeah. And, and I, to personally, I hate to step up on this box about this one, but uh, as far as my veterans know, we deserve to give them every bit of respect they deserve. Um, and if this medicine, this plant can help them in any way, shape, or form, we should be doing everything we can to get that into their hands, in my opinion. Yes, uh, I agree. created these gentlemen. You know, they would be, these, most of you you know, came from high school straight into war. Exactly and, uh, right. So and, and that's another thing that gets me. He was old enough to go kill somebody and fight for your country, but not old enough to do a lot of other things, you know, like at the time drink, vote, <laughs> decide whether you want to do marijuana or not or, or cannabis. Uh it's just it's just crazy. Well, that's one thing that's important to me is the fact that you, should, you as a intelligent individual that has been part of the military armed forces, you are smart enough to know what is good for your body. That's survivalist tactics. You were trained survivalist tactics when you were in the military. And you were trained to use whatever was available to make sure you survived, right? Exactly right. 
So cannabis is that instrument by God. I don't think it should be kept away from you. Just as much as if you were out in the jungle starving and had to eat a cockroach, that cockroach should not be kept from you because it's not government issued. (laughs) There you go. He said, I can't figure out how to put a tax on it. Exactly. (laughs) And and there is a way to put a tax on it. They just don't like the way that we've offered it to them. You know, CCHI is, and one of the things that were important about this issue on CCHI is that we've capped the tax at 10%. And also, on top of that, 50% of all the taxes that are generated by the cannabis and hemp industry go back into the industry for further development, which is a smart way to approach it. Well, I would think so because there's so many different things that we haven't even touched yet medically or the uses for hemp are just it's just astronomical it's and, unbelievable uh, you know uh-huh. I, uh, down there in that area I'm sure most of the people out there if they haven't they should have read the emperor wears no clothes yes uh, that is one of the things we push here at CCHI radio on a constant basis is that book well I, I, I've read it I know why you would. It makes a lot of sense because it does a lot of explanations how it got this way. Uh, and could it be greed? From what I read, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. It's greed. And now the government's greedy because, think about it, when you get arrested, it's one of the easiest busts a cop can make. Yep. All right. And safest. They get thrown in, right. Then they get thrown in the county jail. The county gets paid for keeping you. The bonds are set up high so that they have to keep you, so that the taxpayer has to keep them. All right. From from the county, you go to your jails or prison. And for me, it was $57.17 a day for 22 years. I hear in some states it's up to $100 a day. There's 2,000 people in the prison that I was at. It's $57.17 a day for times 2,000 each and every day of the year. Yep. We've got it's about a, I, 15 or 20 prisons, so you figure the math out on that. Well, there's a reason why there's a prison for profit system here in the United States, especially here in California. You know, we build, I think it's like 20, for the last 28 prisons that we built, we only built one college in California. Yeah. So that yeah. tells you something right there, sense? folks. Makes a hell of a lot of sense to me, yeah. And, and we're filling them up with people with nonviolent offenders, and that's what's sad, folks. We're we're destroying folks people's lives for a drug war, and they can't even keep those drugs out of the prison. So you know the war is filled. And, and, and that's the truth. I could have get any drug I wanted to in prison almost any day of the week. And yeah. Any drug that I could get out here, I could have got in there. Yep, that's and a fact, I, folks. Yeah, it, it and is. I lived it. I know. Yeah, I've I was I've been in in uh, prison before too, and it, it is a fact that you can get just. I mean, every every jail or prison that I've ever been in, I've been able to get a hold of weed. So and that's three of them, at, folks, at and every one of them I was able to smoke my weed. 
Yeah, not no. just weed. You can get you can get any drug you want. I've seen heroin, I've seen speed, I've seen it all in there. Well, I saw them too there, but I just didn't partake in those. There you go. I was happy with my allergy pills and my decongestant, and occasionally one cannabis now and then. <laughs> so you, you can't keep it out of prisons, and they expect to keep it off the streets. Well, and and there's another subject too that that I'd like to bring up too. It, it being as you're a veteran and you know the rules of the Geneva Convention, you cannot keep medication away from your prisoners. So if they're going to throw a war, quote unquote, on drugs, then anybody that's in jail that is a cannabis user medically or can use it as a medical use should be able to use it. That's just my philosophy on it. I mean, if you're in a state that has a legal medical marijuana program and you have a legal medical marijuana reason to use it, whether you're in prison or not, you should be able to use it. And them not letting you have it breaks the Geneva Convention Code of Ethics for war. But that's just my crazy tin hat belief, you know. Anyway, um, Jeff, I'm going to break to a song, get us a little bit out of this, and into more of a Christmas spirit, or at least another spirit of some sort. I want to thank you for joining us, and you're more than welcome to listen in and join in later. We're going to have Witch on with us in a little while and uh, giving her a twist on the holiday spirits. Or, uh, But you're more than welcome to join us anytime, Mike or Jeff. And I appreciate you for calling in and joining us. You there? I think we lost him, folks. Uh, I'd like to to tell everybody Merry Christmas. And you have a happy holidays yourself and your family also. You guys have a safe and blessed holidays. All right, folks, we're going to break to a song here. Um... This is a group that I ran across at the Emerald Cup. They are called um, Object Heavy. And this is actually two songs. I'm going to blend them together because they kind of blend together at the same time. So here we go, folks. This is good old-fashioned. First you need to grab some rolling paper. Then you need to find the back of the... Then you need to roll it and light up that tree. Don't you hit it so we can proceed?
Get in me. 
manner when I hit the straight beat. But they call me Skywalker. I got my Death Star stepping up till death comes. They won't get far. I'm Agent Orange to the poorest skin. Move like a ghost. A leaf. My true power when I go beast mode. I'm Nitro. I'm loyal, not hydro. I'm loyal, telling me please stop. Give me my weed back. In order when I woke up. Found myself all alone. Man, that dream was messed up. Trying to get up this I see you shiver with anticipation. All right, folks, we're back. That once again was um, Object Heavy. I ran across one of their uh, members at the Emerald Cup. And he ran and got me a disc. I'm sorry about the clarity of the recording. I had to impromptu re-record it so I could get it on the show tonight for you. Um, Once again, I want to thank Jeff um, Mazinski for joining us on the show tonight. Um, It was a pleasure having him on. And uh, folks, uh, it was a real pleasure meeting him. And... uh, for those of you out there that signed the petition to get him uh, released, I want to thank you for him and his family this holiday. Um, it just shows you the power that we have and the voice that we have as cannabis co- community um, to reach out and demand our rights. You know, this is a perfect example. We've been working on freeing these um, cannabis um, POWs. I, 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 I've gotten in trouble for calling them that from, from several veterans. Um, but that's what I consider them. They're prisoners of a war that it, it's an unjust war. Um, and I don't think it's, you know, too much to, to call them that. You know, and and Jeff's a perfect example. This man is a beautiful person, and he's still battling the war uh, on cannabis. Even though he's out, he's still suffering the consequences. And, you know, not only is he a cannabis POW, but he's one of our veterans, folks. We have, you know, I mean, I hate to bring this up, but Veterans are one of our responsibilities, in my opinion. Um, We built these people. We trained these men. We put them into wars. We put them into situations that the average human being would never, ever have to go through. And paid them very little to do it. They fought for your rights to be able to smoke cannabis, folks. And we're losing them left and right. These are valuable members of our society, folks. These are mothers, fathers, you know, you know, brothers and sisters are our father, you know, 
our family. And we have them on the streets. We have them, you know, fighting for their rights just to, to see a doctor or get medicated properly. You know, I talked to a veteran, one of our uh, CCHI coordinators, and they told him he could have either pain medications or his psych medications, but he couldn't have both. Now, I mean, what's what are we supposed to do for these people? I mean, how much do they have to give to this country that they haven't given already, folks? <laughs> I'm getting a little deep, and I don't want to get that deep on the holidays, folks. Um, I want to keep this light, but you know my opinion, and I'm pretty sure that most people around here do know how I feel about that. So, on that note, we're going to go with a little bit of thing I found here today and see if I can get a chuckle out of you folks or not. Here we go. Maybe. If I can get it to work right. There we go. Hello, I'm Margaret Jo McCullen. And I'm Terry Rialto. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to The Delicious Dish on National Public Radio. <laughs> now, Terry, it's Christmas season again, our favorite time of year. That's right, Margaret Jo. Holiday time is when the most wonderful culinary wishes can come true. Now, what's on your list this holiday season, Margaret Jo? Well, Terry, I really got greedy this year. I'm asking Chris Kringle for a wooden bowl, some oversized index cards, and a funnel. Ooh, a funnel. That'll be great for funneling. I know. I, I feel like a glutton. <laughs> What's on your list, Terry? Well, I'm only asking Santa for one thing, a big box of glue traps to help me deal with my excessive rat problem. <laughs> now, tell me... Um, are you, Margaret Joe, going to leave any treats out for Santa this year? Oh, absolutely. I always do. I like to leave Santa some tap water and rice. <laughs> if Santa's anything like me, Christmas foods really wreak havoc on the old digestive system. What are you going to leave, Terry? Uh, I can't ever leave food out in my apartment because I have an excessive rat problem. Nate, Santa's fun. Santa's he is fun. fun. Neat. Yeah, it's fun. Fun. Like Good times. Fun. Good times. <laughs> well, Christmas is a time for traditional foods and bite-sized treats, and we have a very special guest today. That's right, Terry. He's the owner of his own holiday bakery with a very, very clever name. Seasons Eatings. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> I know, it rhymes with season's greetings. <laughs> uh, please welcome the owner of season's eatings, Pete Schwetty. <laughs> welcome. How are welcome, you? Pete. We like the name of your store. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh. Now, did I pronounce your name uh, correctly? You sure did. Pete Schwetty. <laughs> well, Pete... Terry and I have been looking forward to having you on the show because we know you're the master of all kinds of Christmas goodies. Tell us about them. Well, there are lots of great treats this time of year. Zucchini bread, fruitcake. But the thing that I most like to bring out at this time of the year are my balls. Mmm. Mmm. Balls. Mm. Tell us about 
about your balls, Pete? Well, over at Seasons Eatings, we have balls for every taste. Popcorn balls, mm. cheese balls, rum balls, you name mm. it. Wow. My mouth's watering just thinking about those balls. <laughs> it's been years since I've seen any balls. Would you like to see my balls now? Yeah. yeah. Whip them out. Whip them, baby. You have some beautiful balls. They're bigger than I expected. I know a lot of people tell me that. Look at that, Terry, the way they glisten. That's because I make sure that each one of my balls gets plenty of oil. I can't help but notice, Pete, your balls are a little misshapen. That's because I rested them on a hot stove for too long. Can I touch your balls? Go ahead, but be careful. They're very delicate. Wow. I can't wait to get my mouth around this ball. Ooh, I like the way your balls smell. Do whatever you want to them, ladies. My balls are here for your pleasure. Wow, Pete. I have to say, your balls are so tender. Well, there's no beating my balls. They're made from a secret, sweaty family recipe. No one can resist my sweaty balls. Nothing like a sweaty ball. Sweaty ball. Good times. Good times. Oh. Hello. Our producer, um, Glenn, is gesturing to us from the technician's booth. And it looks like he... It, oh, very good. He's telling us to wrap it up. I guess that's all the time we have today, Terry. So join us next week when our topic will be that other holiday favorite. Fragrant, salty nuts. <laughs> A quick plug, if you order from Seasons Eatings now, we can still send out a special sweaty ball sack in time for Christmas. Ooh, great idea. My niece would love a sack of sweaty balls. All right, folks, we're back. Uh, my little... Uh, Seasons plug there. <coughs> Excuse me. That was from Saturday Night Live. I couldn't resist. I I found, ran across that the other day, and I thought everybody should get a little chuckle about that. So, if you didn't like it, I'm sorry. That's why we have an R rating on this show. Anyway, folks. Once again, we're back here with the Philosopher's Stone. You have Hedge Witch. We are on CCHI Radio. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, you're welcome to call in. Number here is 917-889-8298. Um, you're welcome to talk to us about any subject on cannabis and spirituality. Um, or just talk in, call. 
Um, we're having fun tonight, and I want to once again remind you, everybody, that this is the season to be giving. And uh, I will say this much about the cannabis community in this time of year. It usually is what it is. I, we are probably the most giving of all communities out there as far as taking care of people who are less fortunate, even in not just in our own circles, but reaching out to others. Um, and this is the time of year that we do that. This is also one of the time of years where I get my most uh, on the high horse type, you might say, and tell people that that shouldn't just be this time of year. Um, I think I'll just wait until later on in the show and, and get on that rant with you. But um, we should be having Canowitz calling in pretty soon and uh, joining us tonight. Um want to give shout-outs to the, all the uh, petition collectors out there right now and um, with CCHI. Uh, I know that I've seen posts of several of them out there bearing this cold weather here and the rain and the foul temper of some of the folks out there during this time of year in the rush rush to gather signatures so that you folks out there listening to me can still have the right to be able to smoke. Now, um, I know the laws are getting ready to change. I think Canowich and I will probably talk about this later. Um, come July 1st, folks, or not July 1st, January 1st. And uh, you need to start reading and being aware of this. Um, your rights are going to start to be taken away real quick. And if you don't get out there and read these initiatives and pay attention to what's going on, you won't have these freedoms that you're enjoying right now. Um, simple as that. This new Sean Parker initiative that's coming around, folks, um, they've purposely put together 96 pages, hoping to God that you don't read them all. Because if you sift through all the crap that they've put on there, you'll find out that it's going to take a giant step backwards in our freedoms of the cannabis plant. Um, and we got to want to step up and, and do something about it. Simple as that. And I know this uh, week we're going to be, I mean, people are going to be out and about and um, I want everybody to be sure they drive safely and, and be aware of your surroundings. Um, this time of year is, is not only do you got to protect yourself, but look out for those people that are that aren't able to protect themselves. You know, we have you, you know as well as I do, and we witness it every day. We have misfortunate people that have gone through a lot of crap in the last year. Um, a lot of folks lost their jobs. Um, a lot of folks lost their homes. Uh, we had several major disasters that happened in this country. And we're just starting to see this, the beginning of these storms that are coming through this year. And uh, it's going to be rough. But if we team together as individuals, 
and team together as a team, we can make it through this, people. So um, I'm going to say, let me get a song right now. Um, I love this song. Um, I'm going to put it on real quickly. And uh, then I'm going to bring in Kanowich. Actually, before I play this, we're going to go to another one here. I think we'll do that later. We're going to go for a dab session, folks. Uh, And I know Kanowich loves this song as much as I do. And let's see if I can find it here. Okay, here we go. And um, I'm going to give a shout out to um, Sam LaChow. And this is the Banana Yellow Goo, folks. I'm going to do what a young fellow do. Just sit back with my bum making dumb yellow, dumb yellow. I'm going to do what a young fellow do. Just sit back with my bum making dumb yellow, dumb yellow, dumb yellow move. Ready for the ride. Dabs all night. A banana goo pie. Dumb, dumb yellow move.
sorry that I'm late. But we had a seance at the house last night, and it ran on until all hours. All right, folks, we're back. Tonight's dance session was brought to you by 710 Productions and their granddaddy perp. <laughs> As you can tell, it was delicious. Really good terps, folks. Um, they did a really nice job on their product this year. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, had a chance to meet up with these folks at the Emerald Cup. And uh, they had a really lot, lot of uh, good things to say about the Philosopher's Stone and also Hedgewitch Pipes, which I appreciate. I think they also um, purchased one of the Hedgewitch Pipes. So I'm lo- looking forward to hearing from them and seeing how they enjoy it. Um, <coughs> excuse me, folks. Wow. That was delicious. I'm going to bring on um, my favorite uh, host here, co-host, Catawitch. Um, last week we talked about the Emerald Cup and how her and Chief saved my ass up there at the Emerald Cup and rescued me. And this week I'm going to bring her on and let her talk about her uh, uh, holiday and what's going on with her. And uh, let me see if I can get her on the line here. Hold on a second. You there, Canowich? Marry me and happy Yule. How are you? Happy Yule ties and, and uh Merry uh some our winter solstice to you also. I'm doing great. So how does it? Hey, yeah, still busy. Um it's been raining so much up here. Loving it. Thanks um for that. Yep, thanks to God. Um still doing last minute Christmas shopping. Um, I don't usually wait till the last minute, but you know, things are what they are, so what do you it's mean? You always wait to the last minute. I've known you for seven years, and always at the well, last minute you buy a thousand okay. little gifts. Wait, wait. Usually <laughs> I only have a little what I want to extra get still to do. My have-to-dos are done, right? This year, yeah. not so much. Um, I still have gingerbread men to decorate, and so, yeah, I'm kind of annoying. <laughs> but I was busy making magic, so that kind of threw me off. Went into the little fiber flare of you, you know how that goes. Um, but yeah, just chilling, trying to take care of the girls and the family and excited to have my kids coming up this weekend. Well, that's fantastic. I know, uh, I know they're looking for you. I've talked to both of them um, since the cup. I always enjoy having them down too to visit. Yeah, they they enjoy coming over and seeing you and having you share your special goodies with them. I appreciate. Speaking of special goodies, my God, I ate that um, oh pumpkin bread muffin that you left me. Oh yes, how did that go? Uh, it went very well. <laughs> um, <laughs> this time though, I was smart enough to eat it half and half though. So I I didn't waste it. Good. 
Did it taste yes. at all cannabis? <clears throat> Not at all. And I will say that, folks, if you ever have a chance to pick up any of uh, Cannawitch's creations, um, grab them. I've never tasted a better medication in all the cups, all the um, all the cons that I've been to, all the sessions I've been to. I'm sorry, you know, I haven't tasted anything better, and I, I know what's going in them. Yeah. You, know, you, know, you and I, guy, we went through how many years of recipe uh, experimentation? <laughs> well, I did quite a lot, and you tasted quite a lot, didn't you? I was your favorite guinea pig, you know it. Speaking of, got a quick recipe I can share for the holiday Great, I'll let you take over. Um, you know, I call it bahang. Some people call it bahang. It's actually just like eggnog. So if you're really motivated, you can go on my Canowich page on Facebook, and I have a recipe how to make it from scratch, the eggnog, medicated. If you are in a hurry, then you can do it the fast way, as I'm going to do this year, and you just go to your local grocery store, grab any eggnog, whichever is your favorite, um, bring it home, put it in a little saucepan on the stove. You don't want it to boil, but you want it to be pretty warm. And then you need to take, if you've got keef, then you put in about a gram. I'd probably put in two grams. Um, that would be like four servings, so everybody would get about a half a gram. And so that would be two grams to a half pint? Two, four, two, four, two, four cups, right? That's what okay. I would do. Some people would do it, need it less medicated, so a gram to four cups, right? So that would be a serving right. of four. If you want to get really festive, you can add a shot of bourbon to your mixture. Um, if you really are into the alcohol, you could add a couple shots, I guess. And just warm it up until your keef kind of melts into the eggnog, and then serve it warm. Sprinkle a little nutmeg with cream if you want. Now, if you don't have keef, you can take trim or buds. You have buds, flour, cut it up, put it in your eggnog on the stove, and you'll want to let it simmer for at least four hours, I would say. Um, that should infuse all of the cannabinoids. Then strain the leafy green out, squeeze it real good so you're getting all the THC into your eggnog, and then add a little nutmeg, cinnamon. You can add your bourbon if you need to, if you if you're using it for medication, you might not want to. If you're using it for party, you might. And voila, there you're on your happy holiday way. Your happy can I witch holiday way. Yeah. Well, thank okay, you for that recipe. I want to talk to you about something. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You know you had a guest on a couple of weeks back that talked about um, the meteorite carrying containing THC that the University of Hawaii found, and then there was another one, um, I think that was in 2010, and then the University of Mexico found some in 2009, right? Yeah, yes. Okay, so you know me. Um, I don't like to just read headlines, right? So I'm always going to do a little extra research on my own. So I was asked (coughs) about that. And so I decided, well, I better go double-check 
the exact research and see what it said. And um, I hate to <coughs> inform you, but I must inform you and all the listeners so we don't walk around like sheeple, that that article was originally written by a website called notalloudto.com. And it's a satirical website, and everything they post is satire. And you can search as hard as you want for the study from the University of Hawaii or Mexico, and you will find nothing because it's a total, total satire. And it's a total of about three paragraphs. And so that blows, so people, that blows the whole theory of it coming from the two-dog star. There you go. So as much as people, and I would love for that to be all true, it's not. It's a satire. You can look that up easy enough. <coughs> and everywhere on the web, it'll tell you the original article was written by a satirical newspaper on website on the web. Yeah. Huh. So I don't know how much research was really done um, by your guest, but if he does have access to that University of Hawaii a study that can prove that all these articles saying it was a satire are incorrect, I would really like a link up to it because I can't find anything other than it's satirical. Yeah. Well, uh, now you've got me curious. I'm going to have to start digging around too, but. Yeah. So, you know, one thing you've got to really make sure is that whenever you're going to quote a fact, no matter how many times you've heard it, you better check yourself to double check that the fact that you're going to quote to people is really accurate. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely, and, and I've fallen prey to that. And, you know, like there's an article going around now where the federal government has um, legalized marijuana in all 50 states, and people are yeah. passing around like it's true. And it's such – it makes us as much sheeple as the people that are the sheeple we gripe about, right? Yep. So and and that's that's what's sad too is cuz I and now is my own fault for not doing more research on it. I'm sorry folks if I've misled anybody. Um I I took it as fact because I wanted to believe that. And reason and, why and I'm guilty. Are why people go as eh, stupid stoners, right? Because yeah. You just go, hey, dude, all right, that's what it is. No, you know, don't just read the headline because 90% of the time the headline has nothing to do with the article. And the headlines are to mislead you because the media knows that most of y'all are so sheeply that all you'll do is take time to graze over Headline and then start spewing like you know the facts because they mislead over and over and over, and it's just easy. And when we're supposed to be smarter because our third eye is open and we don't take five minutes to go Google, 
right? Yeah. Yep. And, and which, which, you know, I, I am very guilty of, and I've been guilty of it before. You know. You know, it's not and, very often it takes me three weeks to Google a fact that I heard that I really, I'd faintly heard before, but had not read anything about myself. And so, you know, I should have known that before I called in the first night because I should have gone, when was that, right? Yeah. Because, you know, so bad on me, too, because I just procrastinated. Well, and that's, once again, I mean, we have fabricated a myth, myth that, could very well stand up if 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 we could prove it, but you've got to be able to prove it first. You know, I I have no doubt that it has been is on other planets besides Earth. As much as I have no doubt that there is aliens on other planets besides those here on Earth. So anyway, sorry to have yeah. to put that little. Yeah, uh, like I said, I, I'm trying to find something on it right now, and everything that I'm looking at right now on the internet, I cannot find a single legitimate Stop. document. Yet. Right, I'm upstairs in my witchy room with my little chakra grid, crystal grid and candles, trying to bring in some positive Yule energy. Right, so yeah. I'm not in front of my computer, but you see what I'm saying. It's just everywhere. Well, and you're right. You know, we as as activists especially need to know that what we're putting out there is actual fact. And and yes, I mean, even if it's mythology and and history of religion, it still has to be based on something. And make sure that your information is based on something. Right. Yeah. And like. You made a quote earlier in the show, and I'm not trying to, you know, be a biatch or nothing, but you said that we built one school to every how many prisons? I think it was 28 last I checked. Okay. I've seen a meme running around, right? But uh-huh. where, where are you finding the actual statistics to make sure that that's an accurate fact and not just – could you – you know, you got people trying to create division on both sides. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you, know. you got to go do your own independent these days because, I'm sorry, just like in any other part of government, um, the cannabis industry, I hate to say industry, but that's what it's become, the cannabis movement, the cannabis crusade, whatever, um, is the same way too. You have people who pretend that they're with us, but on the backside, they're creating a whole lot of chaos for the people who aren't in the know, right? So they're feeding false facts both ways and talking outside of their net. So, you know, somebody who, it could be there's two prisons for every one school, but they're so upset they're going to say there's, you know, there's 22, right? Well, so, I'm reading the statistics you know right now here. For sure, that you've looked and you've seen the actual study, not just some article that somebody Joe Blow wrote about the study, 
but you go to the exact source and you know it for yourself, you know, you can't be just quoting it. Nobody can, yeah. you know? That's yeah. just, that's, because when you do stuff like that, that makes you like freaking Hillary Clinton and her little talking two sides out of the middle about who donates who are fucked, right? Yep. <laughs> it's like, let's say only 3% are, you know, companies, but then we won't tell you that 9% are big money that are private donors that belong to the big companies, you know? Oh, don't get me started on politics. Go, Bernie, go. <laughs> well, you're, you're like me, Don. You and I have sat around so many times and bantered politics. And, and we could play off each other all night long. We could do two-hour session, no problem. I'm reading a little. I the only hope I see for our nation is Bernie and cannabis legal and hemp legalization. That's it. Those are my two big issues. One of, two of my things, biggest issues. Right? Without those three things. We're doomed. We get Bernie, yeah. we get the legalization, without a doubt. Yeah. But we and any of those other dumb fuckers, we're we're, we're screwed. Um, we're just screwed. Well, it's like what like you were saying. Or I wanted to say I did. And which one have they already pre-picked, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because I was doing a little research try, on that. We're going to try to pull the Ron Paul maneuver with Bernie, you know. And right at, they just tried it, but right at the last minute, right before the DNC nomination, you know, they're going to frickin' try and pull some shenanigan to make him not be able to be the elected, right? And the running well, mate, course. you know, Hillary's got to be in there. I, I, I'm so not going to even get involved in that one, you know. We yeah, know what's you are. Be. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Don't yeah, lie. I post every day. You know that as well as I do. I was doing a little research just now on the internet, and it said it. I've got another site here that says uh, California has built 20 new prisons and just one new college campus in the last 30 years. Which college was it? I'm not sure. That's another thing I got to check too. And what 30 prisons? And how many total prisons are there in, in California right now? Like, who is the Joe Blow that wrote the article, too? Yeah. That's, you've got, right? It's hard to search it all the way around in, in a short period of time because I'm looking at one right here that says so, you know, if you find somebody that's pro um, prison for profit, they're going to skew an article the other way, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, we know we both know that the prison for profit system is well and alive here in California. Well, thank you. You know, much in part to the music industry, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, on the we, back, have, but... we have all sorts of issues on that. But one of the things that we need to get back to is the cannabis issues here, and that's. Uh, one of the things that we, you and I, have both been battling for years. I mean, you, you and I have both, especially you, have put your, you know, everything on the line for it. And uh, that's something that I've we had as a few all. With the lock. I've had a few run-ins. Oh well, yeah, I mean, I've been at several of your run-ins myself personally. So <laughs> it's 
it's it's it's a battle that I and mean, once again we go back to Jeff um Mazinski. People are still in jail for for something that they shouldn't be in jail for based on nothing but lies. Okay. You know, here I go. I just thought of something. <laughs> and you know me when I think I gotta speak. Yep. Open mouth. Okay. So good old Barry boy. There he was this week. Gonna sign his little um oh, I'm so mad right now I can't even think of the word. <laughs> Where he's going to commute sentences, right? Yeah. To cannabis people? Yeah, and the and rest of them are all... all he gave clemency to, and the rest are like bankers who frauded the people out of money and hard drug addicts, just like the last time. He did all these heroin and meth dealers and like just a small little handful of cannibalist people, embezzlers, and, oh, I'm, thank God he left <laughs> too. But are you kidding me? Are yeah. you kidding me? And well, you know, so I don't refer to him as President Obama. He's just buried to me and you. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. I, I hate to admit it, but I don't lie. I voted for him the first time. I was so proud to be part of history, to vote for the first black man to be president of the United States who was going to help the cannabis community here in California. And within Admitted the first two months, I found out he lied to me, and I couldn't stand him. And from that point on, he's been Barry Boy to me. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sorry. Well, that, that's something we've been dealing with for a long time. I mean, me, you, uh, Dustin, we were all at the, you know, protests when he came to California in Oakland and voiced marched our opinions right on it. His, marched right up to his office, didn't we? Yep. Demanded it. I mean, we, we went right to his campaign office and, and you know, handed them. Gave him a letter. Oh, they were so frightened that day. They locked the doors and wouldn't let our one spokesperson come in and hand them a letter. They had yeah. to finally get security, and they cracked the door and let him sneak the letter in the little crack, you know? Yeah, it, like, it was funny. It was, well, we had, I mean, you got to remember, we had a huge group there. And we I were mean, very peaceful. Very peaceful. And they were expecting I, so something. So there was so no reason for them to react that way other than they did not want to be confronted and have to speak to us. That was the whole issue. Yeah. They did not want to have to tell us why they were still violating our, our state rights. Yep. Yep. I, I got to play it right here. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. <laughs> <laughs> right in the middle of a bong hit. <laughs> okay, but yeah, I mean, we as activists have to stand up for our rights. If we don't, you know, they're going to take it away, folks. Simple as that. Cannabis, and I have been battling forever on, on cannabis rights. In fact, I've got to go back against the city who's trying to limit, once again, the amount of plants that we can grow in my hometown. Oh, no, what are they trying to knock it down to? Six. 
Oh, you're kidding. No. No, our police chief came out and said something about that the other day. So I've got, I'm going to try to get together with our hometown here and I'm, I'm not there get a one-on-one, get, let them explain to them what a cannabis patient needs. Well, you know, mini- the minimum the state law allows is 6 or 12, so making it 6 is less than the state minimum. And Which breaks the state law. That's illegal. They... Yep. I don't even know that they can create a zoning ordinance that zones it to six. Well, they you, may find some you know, you know, you know, Portoville, they're going to do whatever they can try to get away I with. I see the city of Modesto has got it on their agenda, um, and they're trying to ban outdoor growing, um, make it indoor only, limit it to um, 50 square feet. And you know how big 50 square feet is. And, um, because the smell is a nuisance. And we already know by fighting the city hall before that anything that has been deemed lawful by the state cannot be regulated or deemed a nuisance. So exactly. By the, the, the health and safety board. Cannot, they can't make... They can't zone it out because it's a nuisance because it's lawful. So yeah. I don't know how that's it's, all going to play out. Um, but you know, Jason David with um, Justice. Now he's in Modesto, and if I'm not mistaken, they I'm pretty sure they do use outdoors. Um, they may use both, but. I know that he was a big part of the reason why they tabled it the last Christmas was because him and a bunch of other patients came in. They don't want it to be in any home where there's children. And as we know, his son, Jaden, is the patient. So that's why they were like, oh, well, wait a minute. Let's wait on this. But it sounds like they're going to be trying to be a little more hardcore because 50 square feet sure isn't a whole lot of space. Locked, secured. It's not enough space for someone to actually produce medicine to cure themselves. And that's what they're trying to do, folks. They're trying to make it so that you have to go to their dispensaries and pay for their weed. Which sounds like the Sean Parker initiative, right? So let me sling you some swag. <laughs> that yeah, let me speak some swag yeah. to people that I don't want to smoke pot anyway. I just want their money. Right. Because yeah. I don't really support pot smokers, you stoners. I just want to make well, you all uh, criminals because that's what Yeah, I want to make you uh, criminals again, folks. Right? And the only way you're not a criminal is if you buy a little bit off of, of my shitty weed at 500% markup, and then you can't share it, use it, smoke it with anybody, and can't take it out of your ass and only in small amounts. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like everybody's criminals. Well, what they're going to try to do is uh, keep their prisons full. I mean, the prison right. profit system in California is outrageous. And we they have contracts with the state to fill them. As Chief was just pointing out to me through a message, California has 35 state correctional facilities. Okay, That's total. a lot so of prisoners. So they couldn't have possibly built all 30 in the last 
what is it, 30 years on only one college? Well, they, from what I was reading, it was I've read in between 20 and 23 they've built since 1980. So, uh, I mean, only I'm going to have to do some college? more. And one college. I, I don't know. That just, okay, maybe that's true, but that seems really far-fetched. And perhaps, even if that is true, do, please do take into account that the existing colleges continue to expand. So, I don't know. That may be true, but it kind of sounds a little skewed to me a little bit to kind of incite a little, you know, anger in people. Well, uh, kind of like headlines do. As we should be angry on this issue, you know. Well, any new, you know, any prisoner, okay, there are some nonviolent offenders that deserve to be in jail. Absolutely. Okay. There are. But I'm, I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about my cannabis nonviolent offenders that have, are there simply for possession, some of them. I mean, 80% of those those that are incarcerated for cannabis right now are there merely for possession alone. Right, which is ridiculous. Which is <laughs> I mean, absolutely ridiculous. And it That's is a waste also ridiculous government. that as the freest nation, we have the most unfree people per population, right? Like yeah. we have the most incarcerated. We're all slaves anyways, but then you have those that are incarcerated at a much higher rate. And of course, as we know, with cannabis, it's always more the black people. But statistics show that just as many or more white middle class boys smoke it as, you know, the black guy in the ghetto, right? So, but yet he's arrested a lot less often. So it's a whole, not just a drug war, it's a race war also. There's there's a whole bunch of other sides to it just besides, you know. Well, it's always been about, it's always been about race. And that's one, that's one of the things. It's been about control. That's what it's really been about, is control. Absolutely. Absolutely, and it's being it's, it's being able to fit out a population that we used to fit out with a war, but now we don't have the war, the death in the actual wars that we do back that we used to in the seventies and in the sixties. Sometimes so now I just we're having laugh my parents and my grandparents and ask them what the hell were you doing, not paying attention to what was going on. Because, you know, this just didn't start, you know, friggin' with Bush or Clinton or Obama. This started long, long time ago. And still, our parents, and if you have grandparents alive, still, them as well, still think their government, a lot of them, some of them have woke up, I will admit, but the majority still are, their government doesn't do them wrong, Right. And you do what your government says, just like they do. We do what our doctor says. We don't question. And that's why so many of the elderly still will are resistant to trying cannabis is because their doctors will tell them it's not right for you yet. 
Yeah. They want to exhaust them of every bit of money first, every bit of treatment that they can possibly practice on them, as many rounds of different kinds of experimental chemo or whatever perhaps it is, until they've tried everything and the insurance will no longer pay for their services. And at that point, the doctor says, I can't do anything else for you. Maybe yeah. you need to try cannabis because you're going to die. You're, you know, we'll set up hospice for you. That's when the doctor will tell the elderly it's the right time for cannabis. After he's used and abused them and their insurance will not pay another dime. Yep. Yep. Right? When, when you and I both know as healers that it should be our first line of defense. Right. You know, and and it, then if that doesn't work, then we can experiment. 75% of oncologists polled um, in a questionnaire, I think they polled, I think it's a 200 oncologist, um, said that if they got cancer or a member of their family got cancer, they would not do any of the chemo or radiation that they prescribed to their patients because it kills you faster than if you just let the, did nothing and let the cancer run its course. So they yeah. would opt for a healthy diet, do the alkaline, healthy foods, right, and just positive mental attitude, right? Because yeah. why? They know. But for you, you're their trip to the Bahamas. You're their, you know, kids, <laughs> you know, Re, their wife's remodeled kitchen for her anniversary and, yep. you know, her, her, their son's college tuition. So, yep. they're, you know, they won't even, oh, and now with this stupid AB 266 and 6, whatever it was, they've put the yeah, now they're gonna make it doctor, a, right? So now they're going to make it every doctor scared to, to right? prescribe Only it at all. Only your physician can prescribe you cannabis now. You can't go to a cannabis doctor. It has to be your attending physician. And, and 90% of them care, are clueless. Right? Or they know and they are, they're like, uh-uh, I'm not getting involved in that because it clearly says in there, if you prescribe it and we think it's to too many people, we're going to keep an eye on you and we'll take your license away. So they're like, we don't even want to test it at all. So... Any doctors in California that are going to prescribe or recommend, excuse me, recommend cannabis now for patients, God love them. They're really in it for the cause and not the money because they are now willing to put themselves on the line, right? Just like the growers and the activists and the dispensary owners and, you know, the patients. So let's hope that we can find some because... Hell, mine's getting ready to expire the end of January, so yep. I need to find me a doctor. See, we need to find them before January 1st, folks, because January right? 1st, starts, they're going to start cracking down on our doctors. Okay, so, on that note, I want to break that off right there and and lighten this up, folks. I'm going to give you another fun Christmas song. Thank you, Ken Witch, for hanging on with me. And, You're uh, welcome. I'm going to get out of here. Enjoy your Christmas, everyone. You have a Hello, blessed holidays. Hope Give everybody my love. Hope. All right, I will. You too. And I'm we'll glad. see you. Take care, dear. Bye. All right, folks.
We're back here. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Oh. Like I said, I did some digging around and I was looking for fun things for Christmas for my listeners. So I pulled this one up and uh, this right here, folks, is for all the stoners on Christmas. It was the night before Christmas and all through the house, all the creatures were stoned, even the mouse. The baggies was hung by the Wi-Fi with care and hopes of some good birth.
All right, folks, we're back. That was Stony Christmas or Stoner's Christmas. I thought it was kind of appropriate. Um, I want to thank everybody for showing up and uh, listening in tonight and supporting my show. Um, and I, I really want to give thanks this season for the folks that have come around and, you know, shown their love for this, this uh, medium, uh, the philosopher's stone and, uh, come on and talk to us about their spiritual experiences with cannabis and, and how it's actually enlightened them and, and shaped their life. Um, I'm trying to, uh, bring this to as many people as possible and, and I help those who do listen in share it with their friends. Um, we're going to be on every Monday night. Um, try, thinking about maybe expanding once the new year comes around folks and building a bigger station. Um, it's still in the works and we're still talking about it. Um, but I want everybody to know that this season is about giving to each other both mentally, physically, and spiritually. Um, A lot of people get depressed this time of year, and especially right after Christmas. Um, And that's the time when we really need to look out for each other, folks. Um, It's time to show each other what really compassion is about. You know, everybody gets in that Christmas spirit, and then all of a sudden on after December 25th and everybody sat back and had their good meal and opened their presents and people have gone home from the holidays and visiting everybody. They forget what it was all about. And we can't folks. This is what's important. It's this, this giving of each other without asking for anything in return. Just the fact that you know that you've helped somebody else. Um, I, I've dug up some more, one more song here. Um, and it always touches my heart when I hear this song. Um, Bob Marley, I want to give props out to on this season, along with everybody else in the Marley family. Um, they brought a lot of beautiful music and still are bringing beautiful music to us, folks, about peace and love, giving supporting each other both spiritually and mentally and standing up for those who can't stand up. Um, and that's what this show's about. You know, we're going to try to get things together this new season coming up and while continually supporting CCHI and CCHI radio, we're going to try to advance this into a further medium and, uh, really get things swinging hard for for the movement and try to branch out, which is what it's about, folks. Uh, I'm going to bring this song on. Um, this is a redemption song, and then maybe I'll have a couple of minutes just to say goodbye. Um, if I can still, I'm not too choked up. This song always gets to me, folks. So here you go.
For the night to the merchant ships Minutes after they took I From the bottom lifted But my hand was made strong By the end of the Almighty We forward in this generation Triumphantly Won't you help to sing These songs of freedom Cause all I ever have Redemption songs Redemption songs Emancipate yourselves from mental slavery None but ourselves can free our minds Have no fear for atomic energy Cause none of them can stop the time How long shall they kill our prophets While we stand aside and look Some say it's just a part of it We've got to fulfill the book Won't you help to sing These songs of freedom Cause all I ever had Redemption songs Redemption songs Redemption songs Emancipate yourselves from mental slavery None but ourselves can free our mind Oh, have no fear for atomic energy Cause none of them can stop at the time How long shall they kill our prophets While we stand aside and look Yes, some say it's just a part of it We've got to fulfill the book Won't you hear to sing These songs of freedom Is all I ever had Redemption songs All I ever had Redemption songs Songs of freedom Songs of freedom Okay, folks, we're back. This is the final part of the show. Um, I'm not going to go into rant. I just want to say... Um, once again, thank you, folks, for tuning in and um, share the love, folks. That's what Marley taught. He taught us that love is the most important thing. And that's what all religions try to teach, really, is that love is what keeps, keeps us alive, keeps us going. Cannabis helps us out doing this. 
Uh, and it helps us keep our mind clean, helps us keep our bodies healthy, helps us provide us with a, a way to reach out and out from the mundane things that we have to do every day and take that time for ourselves so that we can be a better person for others around us. Um, I hope you all travel safe. Um, this is going to be the last show before Christmas. Um, I hope you all um, get home safe, get to where you're going to be safe. You have a wonderful time. Blessings on all of you. Um, don't forget, you know, the New Year's coming up, and we all need each other's help. It's going to be the year to change the world if we can do it. And um, that's what this show is all about, is getting everybody educated, getting everybody to know what's going to happen, what will happen, and what we can do to, to make everything better for everybody. So once again, folks, thank you for coming by. Um, we're out of here. Bye-bye.